Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language. So apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been yeah. This is the Black Country Blokes tuning the fat with me, Kev Dylan, and Lee Today we're going to be talking about mental illness and opening up. Now, I mean this in two ways. Obviously, we always talk about mental illness, mental health, or having mental ill health, and opening up, as in opening up within conversations, which hopefully more and more of us are doing, and also opening up, as in a bit more into the normal. Like yesterday was the first day that we were allowed to do pad work outside, and what a difference it was. And because people are now knowing me as uh, being open with my own mental illness and struggles I've been through, it's great how people are talking, coming up and they're no longer going to be shy or embarrassed about talking. And I think sometimes that's the greatest gift we can give someone, the ear to hear their conversation. And uh, as I say, more people are now talking about this. Hopefully we're going to be doing some talks um, throughout the country about how we should be opening up. And something I learned on my mental health first aid course, which I did over 12 months ago with Ian Hines and the gang with Mental Health First CIC. And the highest number of suicide in men is construction workers. And I suppose that's because your brickies, your chippy, your scaffolders, uh, the rough, rugged men, where it's, how are you? Having you? Sound. You're right. I'm all right. We don't act. We say the, are you all right? Like we almost, hello? Instead of, how are you, Lee? Are you okay? And it's tough enough to care, say, following up that second question, are you sure, champ? She don't look well. So we've got to be doing more of that. Not just using this um, this throwaway, have in you. Let's ask the question and listen to the answer. You know, true, bro. Yes, mate. Sorry, I've uh, I've been uh, been regulated. Uh, I've been sent to my office shed, and the dogs are barking like mad. <laughs> so yes, so so Steve's put uh, Lee you out in the shed very much. Yeah, uh, I'm now out in the shed, um, <laughs> and the dogs are distracting me. So it's going really well. I missed all your conversation. I don't know what Kev's talking about, to be honest. Well, no. I was actually saying, don't ignore people when I say, "Are you all right?" <laughs> Very fit, very fitting then. <laughs> Typical man. <laughs> Too many distractions. <laughs> but but um, in that, in life, we have so many distractions, and sometimes the problem, their problem, our problem, our problem, is right under our nose. But we're so distracted in the dogs barking, the kids playing, the traffic, that we get swept up in our own life. Well, yeah, you do. You definitely do. You're, you're, and you're always going to, aren't you? It's very hard not to do that. Um, but I'm just going back to what you said in the title that more people are opening up to you now that we've, we're kind of on this platform and doing this, and I've found exactly the same. There's many more people now who will, who will uh, phone and talk more openly to me, and me to them. In all fairness, as well, it goes both ways. And this, and what surprised me is the kind of people that open up to you a bit more now 
people you never thought would. Uh, a, lot, a lot of my old man, my dad, I never thought he would, but actually he phones now and uh, I ask him how he, how he is. And he used to, it used to be like, yeah, I'm good, I'm fine. Now he'll actually tell me how he is, um, which is fantastic. Um, so, uh, and that's breaking down that stigma, isn't it, that it's okay for us to talk. So well, it, I think it's like, all good. I think like men have always died of stress. And we can admit that. I'm working too hard. I, uh, I'm a grafter. I don't sleep. I work too hard. I'm, I'm doing the accounts. I'm doing the gardening. I'm doing work. To die of stress is almost acceptable. But then for that man to go, well, actually, I've got mental illness. Of, I've got anxiety. I have panic attacks. I'm worried. I'm frightened. That's a different thing for men to admit that. Stress. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grafter. To actually admit, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. And I said, like, and we've talked sometimes. I had a panic attack on Saturday. I, I popped out and I had a lovely day and boom, boom, right hand on the jaw and I'm gone. And it's when we're having a fight or when we're out there on the battlefield or in the pub or whatever, you haven't got time to be frightened. Boom, 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 you handle it. But it's after when everything else is calm, you sat there on the settee watching EastEnders or South Park or whatever it is, boom, then a panic will tackle you. And Kira mentioned that, didn't he, saying, it's not we're on the battlefield, it's when the normal has come back to us. And that's when that, that, that black coat, that, that black cape or that black coat swarms you, and that's when it hits us. In fact, I had a conversation pretty much exactly like that. Um, there's a good friend of mine who, in the middle of last year, is, his mum was really bad in a hospital. Uh, you, you know, she was in a coma. And... When I was speaking to him at the time, I was like, well, how are you? Are you doing like? He says, you know what, um, in terms of my mental health, I've never felt so good, actually. And all it is is that he, he was that concentrating on his mom that he forgot about his own mental health problems. But now I think that's catching up to him. Like six, eight months later, that's starting to catch up with him and he's, he's having struggles and problems. And I've found that myself with Kala. When, when, you're, in the, when you're in that battle... You really you don't you don't think at all about yourself. You, all your your attention is on on that person who's ill. Um, but it, it will catch up with you eventually. But haven't you found early by doing this, you can start understanding that because as you say, callous pool or something's happening with family or whatever, and you can almost go, I know that ticking time bomb is going to go off, and then when you do have a wobble, you go, it's not just said nothing. Normally. Before I was this well-educated on myself, self-growth, I would have just thought, what's going wrong? But now you can almost go, ah, this is because this happened a fortnight ago. I think for me, Kev, now, I think if, if we were in that situation again, I mean, touch wood, we never are. But if we were in that situation again, there's many times when we are in that situation and we've asked and, and um, a nurse or someone who cares has asked, do you need any help? To me and Nicky, me and Nicky, always look, no, no, we're good. We're, we're fine. We've got each other, you know, we're fine. Now, even if I don't feel like I need help then, I would actually accept that because I know what's going what, to what's gonna come. Because um, it will, it, it always does catch up with you. It's always there in the back of your mind. And it's only when, again, when you stop that you actually start thinking about these things and it does, it does hit you and it does bite. So even though you might not feel like you need it at that time, 
maybe actually it's a good idea to to get it to to get help then. And I, I always think of like stress. It's like a big rucksack that we carry. It's ah oh, no, go on, Jeff, throw a bit more in, throw a bit more in. But then by going to see my NLP practitioners and um, hitting the therapists, they take that rucksack off my back and put it in the garden shed. And they go, don't worry, you haven't forgot about the experiences. They're there if you ever need them, but you haven't got to carry them with you. And I think that was a great tool to me. Uh, there's no magic wand to go, carbing, and it's all gone. We need to keep the memories there so we know how to deal with them if something similar occurs again. But we haven't got to keep reliving, reliving them over and over and carrying them with us. But you know what, Kev? You were quite early on that journey, weren't you? Like, I can remember speaking to you many years ago about um, the kind of help you get with through hypnosis and, the, uh, and things like that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it takes some people so long to seek that help? You didn't really talk about it openly then. Not Obviously, you might have done to your, your hypnotherapist or your counsellor, but you didn't talk it openly to, to me. But I knew you were taking part in it. So, But why do you think you were so... Oh, sorry about that. Why do you think you were <laughs> knocking down the knocking down the monitor? It's all going wrong in this uh, new office. I have to go back upstairs, I think. Yeah, but why do you think you you were so quick on the ball with that? Well, I originally I was thinking about becoming a counsellor myself, and I did. Uh, I can't remember. It's been that long ago. It's twenty years ago since I did it. No, I was, It was been seventeen years ago. 17, 18 years ago, either other. And I was going to be a counsellor, so I did my either level one or two, uh, two or three, sorry, established college. And I always thought, and I think most therapists, most hypnotherapists, a lot of them, and I'm not saying it's all over the board, but an experience I have had with my friends, they often want to fix themselves, but don't want to go and see a counsellor. So they're trying to unpick their own mind. And that's how I did it. And then I, I didn't end up doing it. And then, um, funny enough, Nick Davis came into my life. Uh, me and my dad worked with naughty kids, and Nick Davis's dad um, was one of the teachers who brought them, and he was saying what he was doing with NLP. And I was saying, well, I don't know, honestly, I, I like it. And then he started bouncing ideas off me. And I've always been an open book. You know, if I was a spiritualist, I'd have gone to the church or to wherever that would have taken me. And I always like finding answers. And don't get me wrong, if the answer's not right, I don't dismiss it. I just think that's not right for me. And then by talking to him, and I've always been an empathetic soul, you know, where I like to try and understand how people are feeling. And it helped me at a young age. Uh, but I'd say opening up, talking, I'd talk to the lads there in the pub or I'd talk to someone on the pads. But it, it took me years and like, people were saying, we should have been doing this 18, 15 years ago. But I haven't got the courage to talk openly then. I could talk about it over a couple of points or a couple of rounds sparring, but not as I am now, because there's always that part of you thinking, am I going to be bullied? Will people accept it? How will they treat me? Will they treat me differently? And as we both found in the other two guys, it's not that way. And if someone is going to be, I'm trying to think of a politically correct word, <laughs> not a nice person, for that, don't have them in your life, because they are just the poison in the punch, or as South Park say, the turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't want them in your soup. You don't want them in your drink. You don't want them in your life. And if people are going to be vile, then distract them from your life. If they're not bringing any worthwhileness to your life, no joy, no happiness, don't have them in your life. So to answer your question, I was lucky 
well, I wasn't lucky. I made the decision when I was 20. Now I was lucky for people who came into my life. And I was strong by asking for the help and then twice as strong for accepting the help. That's right. That's right. And I think that another thing that shocked me about what we're doing now is actually we don't get we don't get a lot of idiots, do we, or those kind of people at all. In fact, I don't think – I can't think of a single situation where we have. Uh, uh, may that be, uh, be comments people are sending or anything. There's no one really that's trying to put us down for doing for doing what we're doing and, and maybe we're not big enough yet, Kev, I don't know. But You've just given us the kiss of death there. Well, potentially. <laughs> but they don't bother me, so it's all right. And you can't, can't read, read them. Alan <laughs> <laughs> and Craig can deal with it. <laughs> but I think people open up to us more as well because we are not qualified. So maybe not getting that qualification uh, um, was a good thing. Who knows? And I think sometimes, I mean, I always say, if you need your hair cutting, you don't get your, you don't get your garden suit. Sometimes, and I've been to help. I've had counsellors, NLP, I've done the blast technique, I've done, I've done loads of different stuff. Some of it has worked fantastic, some stuff hasn't worked as well. But you've got to keep trying it. If you come boxing and you don't like headlines... Sorry, too, Kip, can I just put in there and say something haven't worked fantastic for you? Me? Yeah. yeah. Just, just I don't want to confuse people and think, oh, no, I won't try that because... It didn't, no, so, you know. And some things just didn't work for me. And like sometimes, I'm, I'm very lucky. Every counsellor I've been seeing has been wonderful. But sometimes you just won't gel with that person. It's the same if you come to the Lions and you don't gel with me and Lee. And that's, but don't turn your back on boxing. Try something else. Or you might go, I didn't enjoy boxing. So go into kickboxing, karate, aikido, judo. Keep trying things. And I think so many of us, especially us blokes, bloody hell us blokes. We will try something half-heartedly once and then judge everything else for it. You go, well, I turned up. It's like when you do a private lesson. I get Lee on the pads and I go, well, my dad says I've got to throw it. My dad, and I go, well, tell you what, get your dad to teach you. When you're ready to me, when you're ready to listen to me, or one of my coaches, come back. And that's quite a bit of saying, when we go to a hypnotherapist, we don't go with, this ain't going to work. We've got to go, I'm here to learn. I'm here to feel better. And then if it doesn't make you feel better, you've gone in there with an open mind. I think you've also got to realise it's got to be your choice to go. I can imagine there's many men around the country who have girlfriends, wives, partners in general who who are encouraging them to go and they're just, you know, uh, or they go because they're being nagged. Um, and that's just not the right way to turn up. That's exactly the same as being half-hearted in, in, in the situation. Well, two examples of that. A boxer will perform better when he wants to. If he's just going in there for dad, he ain't going in there as 100%. And it's like when you're packing in an addiction, be it cigarettes or whatever else, I'm going to stop because Jasmine wants me to stop. I'm going to stop because you stop when you want to stop. Yes, you'll have different factors, my daughter, my wife, my health, my finance, but you stop when all those boxes are ticked, and that's the beauty of ending addiction. That's the beauty of accomplishing something within a sport or within life. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. You've got to, you've got to be fully committed to it, haven't you? But I think like we've uh, also opening up now, and we've things around the country starting to open up. As I said, um, we've 
amateur boxers now allowed to do pads outside. I wear my mask every time. I take Lee on the pads, I wipe it down, then I take Craig on the pad, wipe the pads down. So we're making it safe. In the club, we've got temperature guns, we've got hand sanitizers, we've got this, we've got that, as all clubs are doing, good clubs are doing. But I'll tell you something, having a bit of intimacy with your boxers is going to be brilliant. Because, when you, and I can go to Lee, come here, champ, put your jab on there, put your backhand on there. Lee leaves that feeling brilliant because he's had one-to-one, but then Lee has also got the option to say, hey, if I didn't want to say anything in front of him, but I'm struggling. Sound. Tell you what, Lee's having another round on the pads because we, we're just working on his backhand. He's then got that outlet. And sometimes, well, in all cases, isn't it wonderful to feel important? And nowadays, we don't have many chances to feel important. And if it's two minutes on a pad to make yourself feel important, that could make your week, never mind your day. I think it's also, you don't have many chances to do anything one-on-one. There's always something going on. There's always a phone in your hand. There's always other distractions, as we were saying saying earlier. So just having that time one-on-one with someone um, where you can chat, you can release some aggression as well if you are if you are doing that within within boxing. And I mean that's our support group. I mean, from the fourteenth of February, which is only two weeks tomorrow, we're going to be doing that. Have a chat for half an hour. Lee, can in five words, how's your week been? Which we've been from tough enough to care, and I'm never too proud of it when I've been stuck. But then we're going to then half an hour, whatever it is. One minute rounds, two minute rounds, whatever it is, be it a bag work, learn our boxing stances, get them endorphins going. The more we're stretching down, have another chat, have a cup of coffee. But we're going to be doing this in a support group, but this is what gyms do anyway. But we're just going to be putting more emphasis on the talking and less on the training. Whereas in the real world, we haven't got time to have a 45 minute talk in a class because there's so many bodies and so many things going on. So we're going to combine the both. And our dream, wouldn't it be wonderful in um, 18 months, 12 months, 6 months, whatever it is, we have Kevin Dillon, who's attended one of our seminars, who was suicidal, depressed, anxious, and then we've either got him as a gym member, as a coach, or even boxing for the club. Wouldn't that be like a, a bloody movie? How we could turn someone's life around? And unfortunately, that story doesn't get told enough because that happens in every boxing club around the world that person who's struggling has gone and found themselves a family yeah definitely and i hope we're already doing it with the with the podcast now i hope that it is um positively affecting people's lives and uh, yeah and they're getting they're getting better because of it um because that's all we're doing it for isn't it really kev that's all we ever set it up for just just to help other people um and it's grown kind of out of our control in in truth uh, we're trying to rein it in, and and because we do do all this, we do do all this in our own time, and and pay for all the the costs associated with it. Um, so yeah, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to uh, control it as much as we can, but we really do hope that it's just out there helping people. Well, if you think we started this, I believe was it we started either the July or August, but we released, I believe, in October of 2019 it was something that i've wanted to do for ages but lacked the confidence to do it and we started this up six months before the pandemic six nine months before because mental health mental ill health isn't just a throw around word 
It's not like what we're all doing now. I saw my mom at social distance. I, I, I saw Lee at Morrison, social distance. It's not one of those words that's just popped out of nowhere. Mental health, mental health has been around for generations. But hopefully what we're doing now is spreading, uh, shedding a light on it. Because it's it's something, as I keep saying, it's the pandemic, the suicide in men. I believe last year before the pandemic, it was 16 people completed suicide per day. That was roughly 12 men a day completing suicide. That is roughly one every two hours, some poor soul, male, loses their life. And that was before this. And I That's think with the UK as well, Kev. UK. UK. And if you think, like, um, this what was, uh, um, look, this, this isn't going anywhere. This is only going to get worse. So if we could all be chipping in and pulling together and getting it so someone hasn't got a last words I hear is man up and get, you'll get over it. Oh, it's a fad. If we can be there getting people are going, you know what? Come here. I have panic attacks. You know, some days, you know, you're seeing me as blase and run the dawn. I suffer with that. Sometimes I'm in the shops and have a panic attack or have a wobble or, you know him, he has got OCD and explain it to them. That's the way we're going to beat it because together we can beat this. Mental health might not care what body you're in, be you a super heavyweight or a super flyweight, man, woman, child, black, brown. Mental health doesn't give a kipper's dick what you are, but we do. We do care about you. And there are so many people out there, organisations, as always, at the bottom of here, there's so many organisations, reach out. And you know what? And if that phone number doesn't work, that email doesn't work, that text message, WhatsApp doesn't work, try, try again, because you're worth it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We had a, a comment in uh, just from Charlene Plant saying, I think gyms, etc., definitely changed lives. My boot camp family changed mine. Uh, and we go we go into the boxing side don't we Kev because that's what we're involved in basically but it is it is gyms and it is it's well it's not just gyms it's whatever sanctuary that you that you have that might be I don't know a book club um they really do these communities really do change lives I was talking to a man earlier on the phone and he um he does a a choir group a choir group uh, and um They've had to do it all through They don't ask you to sing, Gabler, Kev. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> but, but he says, he goes, I hate doing it. I hate singing on Zoom. So he suddenly went, but the same 20, 30 people every week turn up to do it. So, as you say, be it your Star Trek club, be it um, horror movie club, whatever it is, if that brings you joy, then that brings you joy. You'll never be ashamed of that. And that's what we've got to do. As long as we're not hurting no one, find what makes you better. And what we're going to the Lions Boxing Club in partnership with the BCB, from the, let me get my finger right, the 20th, I believe, of April, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays, we're going to set up somewhere where men and women can come and train for free. Um, and we're going to call it our furlough club, rate of work club. Because, and I'll say, my nan used to say, devil makes work hard or hands. And I think through this time, when we've just sat here with our own thoughts, and our thoughts are very very un- unusual to be happy thoughts, we're going to be encouraging people to book in, because we have to keep our numbers respectable, 
come in and train and that'll be for free. There'll be no charge to come on a Monday, Monday, Thursday and Friday, 10.30 to 11.30 to come and train. Let's get the body and the mind working together. Let's get all cylinders flowing in the same direction, positivity. And that is, um, is that, sorry, is that ladies and gents or? We're going to do a ladies and gents, so anyone can turn up, but then we're also going to do ladies only. Um, at the moment, just at 11.30 on a Friday, but I'm still working everything out because some women don't want to train around blokes, you know, so we're going to give them that option if they, if they don't mind to come and join in. But if you feel safer and more relaxed, then we'll do women's only as well. Brilliant. Brilliant, Kev. We've got lots of things actually coming up, haven't we, Kev, that we can't, we can't discuss yet. And uh, <laughs> we've been dying to tell everyone, haven't we, really? Uh, but the one thing we can, we will be on ITV Central in the coming weeks. Um, look out on our social media uh, for the exact date. We are still waiting for it. But, um, yeah, we will be on ITV Central discussing mental health and, again, hopefully getting the word out there uh, and um, changing people's lives for the better. Because as, as you said earlier, I think half our appeal and what people say is because we're not, we're not um, higher educated, yeah, qualified or higher educated people. We know we know, but we've learned it for experience. And I promise you from the bottom of my soul, if I had the five steps to overcoming anxiety, I'd give away for nothing. All I can give you is what has helped me get through life and giving our little stories and but sometimes we're going to have bad days, sometimes we're going to have good days. But a bit of advice, enjoy the good days and deal with the bad. Because how many times in the real world we brush over the good things and dwell on the bad? We've got to deal with the bad times. You know what, whether it's winning a pound on the lottery or whatever it is, your little girl who gets more spellings right than she's got wrong or whatever it is, enjoy that moment in the sun. And I think that's what's taught me about life in general. We've got to enjoy it when it's good. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry, we've had a couple of comments in from, from Stephen Hobbs. <laughs> Kev singing would be a right laugh. I can assure <laughs> you now, I've had to mute Kev when he started singing on the podcast. <laughs> it's not funny. And where does he put? I hear BB, BCB karaoke in the mist. No, it ain't happening. <laughs> My, my dream has always been to either have a Christmas number one or, even though I don't like football, a World Cup number one that every four years is played. <laughs> my dream is that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hear you sing, <laughs> With technology now, you can make it sound like, so I sound like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Work for Victoria Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly off subject, but... <laughs> But as you say, we've got some great things in the mist and I can't wait to share it all with my, our BCB family. But, you know, hopefully the next couple of months we're going to show some really good things. And tough enough to care, I've got a big surprise this Saturday. Not even us know about it, so keep your eyes on the Tough Enough to Care page because, fingers crossed, they've got something massive. Stuart's have promised me it's going to be something big, so keep your eyes peeled for the Tough Enough to Care. Our brothers, who uh, we do the support group with, you know, Brilliant bunch of guys. So if you've got time, go over and see about all the great stuff they're doing as well on their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all these bits and bobs. I have no idea. 
and while Kev's talking about the support group, I'll just bring this up just to remind people that our support group is every Wednesday at the Lions Boxing Club, and that is 7 till 9 p.m. Uh, it's a men's support group. Unfortunately, women, you can't come along to this one. Um, but if you would like to come along, it's if you email us or at blackcountryblokes at gmail.com. Uh, we are restricted to 15 places at the moment due to COVID. Anything you want to add, Kev? No, as I say, you get temperatures on the way in, wear masks, and Lee is, you know, makes a lovely cup of coffee. Now he's got a spoon. <laughs> now we've got a spoon. <laughs> Inside joke, not- that is. You have to come to the uh, support group just to know that joke, don't you, Kev? Well, it, you know, it's been lovely meeting these different people, and it's like going to the pub without booze. And if someone had told me that 12 months ago, you would never have called me there. But. <laughs> Now, I tell you something, it's been great having people who aren't in your house, or I imagine for the people who are working, sitting there, talking, and sometimes it has been bloody deep. But sometimes, you know, there hasn't been one session that we haven't had a chuckle as a late. Well, what I'd actually like to do is get someone in, even if it's for two minutes on the podcast, who actually attends um, our support group, who's not me and Kev, basically. Um who, who, if they don't mind talking about their experience there, because it's all right me and Kev going on about it, but actually you want to hear it from people who are not organising it, I suppose. And once uh, again, have respect for people who have, men- have mentioned something. We don't want to hear about nothing like that. It's just maybe something that you personally have addressed or something you have found beneficial by coming to the groups. Because obviously oh, yeah. we, have a, we have a wall of silence, you know, where we're there, and the only times that um, we would have to break our confidentiality would be as a, um, if you're at direct risk of hurting yourself or others. That's the only time that we have to break it because obviously we've got a duty of care, and we would hate for someone to leave that group worse than when they attended. I'll tell you what, we've just had actually Stephen Hobbs, who's been commenting, he, he attends, and he doesn't mind coming on. So um, maybe next week, Kev, we'll just we'll arrange for that proof to jump on for five minutes, um, yep. uh, and then our listeners can can see what it's all about from from his point of view. Uh, next, we're not on next Tuesday, by the way, guys. We're going to do next Thursday because I've got something planned on that night. Well, I haven't. My wife has, and anyone who's married, you know, went to buy gum shields in the grave. <laughs> easy life, <laughs> and even for the easy life in it, Kev. Yeah. Uh, would you like to mention while we're here as well, Lee, uh, our uh, our websites? We're going to be having some new pictures put on there for our merchandise: uh, hats, caps, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, and masks. So hopefully there'll be some new pictures going on there soon. At the moment, we have got some pictures on there, um, but would you like? And all the money from that will be going back into our support groups and daytime classes and stuff that we can be helping out. Because as, as Lee rightly said, we're doing this all for nothing and we want the money to go back in to help as many people as we can. Yeah, so the website's www.theblackcountryblokes, all one word, .co.uk. And as Kev said, every bit, every T-shirt, hat, hoodie we sell, the profit from that goes straight back into buying tea and coffee for Stephen Hobbs. <laughs> and, and, other and the rest of the group. <laughs> yeah, and other bits and bobs. Because, like, like with uh, these restrictions coming, like, everyone will have to have their own boxing gloves and um, 
all these little things that just jump up and because of how the world became it's increasingly difficult to do something because of restrictions like in the in the good world the old world uh leaking of your gloves yeah brilliant Kev. unfortunately that can't be at the moment so we're having to find ways of doing things doing the right things in the right way to make this beneficial but as safe as possible also adding to that kev if you want to come to the group at that point that's absolutely fine you don't need to go and do the boxing you know there's no you can sit up there'll be basically either me me or kev one of us will be upstairs one downstairs so one will be running a little class the other will carry on upstairs talking and we'll probably alternate no doubt but uh yeah there you don't have to come in there and, and hit in the bags if you don't want to and it will be no contact it's not like oh, let's jump in the ring. And if you want to compete when we're allowed to spar and all that, then you have to come on uh, on the designated proper nights. But, you know, it, it's getting better and better. And um, hopefully with the care of uh, the partnership, tough enough to care. And that's what I think. As many organisations, we can get together pulling in the same direction because no man can change everything himself. We need as many people on side to make subtle differences. And the more subtle differences we have, a bigger change will come at the end. So we've asked whether, it, I presume, Steve Hobbs has said, is it happening this week? Uh, do you mean the boxing or do you mean the support group? The support group's happening this week. The boxing isn't until after the 12th. Did you yeah. say the 13th? Sorry, Kev. The 14th. 14th, sorry. 14th of April is the first time you'll be allowed to box. Um, so bring your gloves, to. Yeah. And if you haven't got them, we will provide them because we've had a grant, um, but grants only last so long. So those people who have been coming for um, more than four weeks, they will have a pair of gloves to do it with. Um, I was going to say something else. Is there anything else that people are actually looking forward to? I think the main thing I'm looking forward to is not going to the boozer. It's having people in my garden or going to other people's gardens and just having that face-to-face contact that I've been missing so much. Having a bevy, having a chat, having a burger, and, you know, maybe a little adventure here, you know, going to different farms or everything with my daughter, and just having you know, taking our cake out for a nice meal. It's them subtle things that we've taken for granted over my life that I'm, I'm, I'm gagging to get back. What, what things are you looking forward to, Lee? Oh, I'm... I'm- Looking forward to getting away from everyone and going to the caravan on my own. <laughs> well, with the family, yeah. So, so Kev's looking forward to having everyone around and I'm running off to to be in a big field with no one around. <laughs> but no, that's what one, I'm looking forward to. One of my best mates uh, said, oh, God, I can't wait for this lockdown to be over. I know, yeah, bro, what are you going to do? Because I'm going to arrange a massive piss up and then not turn up. I went, oh, so you're going to... Enter the world how you left it. Because <laughs> some, some people are just so antisocial in the real world, but I think even the antisocial people have missed some form of contact with people. Even if they don't see people, knowing they've got the option to see people if they want to. That's it. And we've just had a had an invite off Pat as well. Here, um Pat Lewis. Uh, inviting us to his bar, his backyard bar. He's been speaking about this and how great he is at barbecue, so we're looking forward to that, aren't we, Kev? Oh, oh definitely, <laughs> definitely. And Get got, some boxing on. That's it, that's it. And we've got Steve Hansel, 
Um, can't wait to be able to get out on the bike and enjoy the world. Helps me a lot, and I miss that massively. You know what, Steve? I went out, obviously, to get milk about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, and I didn't realise how much I'd missed going out on my motorbike until then. It's absolutely fantastic just to feel the wind in your air. And the good thing is about a motorbike, you're that concentrating on what you're doing that you do lose everything else in your head. You just, you know, you're that concentrating on the road that you forget about everything else. And I so, think yeah. some people, like every day, like you lot be lost in the moment, being on the road. I love being lost in the conversation. It doesn't matter what you miss. I think it's, re- I always think that like when you're on holiday or somewhere, you, you might, the most first few days you think, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. But longer you're there, you actually start thinking about stuff, what's important. And like with this, you've realised what makes you come phone up. And even though nothing's happened, you still have a fluent conversation. And you start missing, you start missing the things you actually enjoy doing and the people you actually enjoy being well, you do what I do and get to Wales, so Kev call phone you every day and bother you because you've got no signal. <laughs> I'm getting myself a pigeon. I'm getting myself a pigeon. <laughs> I'm only joking, mate. I enjoy your 15 calls a day, really. <laughs> <laughs> For people, please go around Kev's house so he stops calling me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny, like, you know, I just hope. We can do all these things. I hope we can all be sensible. I hope we can actually get some form of normal. Yeah. Well, you know, the fingers crossed it's going that way. Um, yeah, I think everyone wants a bit of that now, don't they? Mm. Well, bro, is there anything else you want to say? Have any more comments? Uh, I've been putting them up as we go along, Kev. So we're we're all good on that on that front. Um, but thank you for everyone commenting in. Uh, it's been a good episode again. Um, it's a bit of an off the cuff one, wasn't it? It's Kev. We didn't, as per usual, disorganised and kind of decide ten minutes before we go on what we're actually going to talk about. So um, yeah, it's, but I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. No, as always, brother. Um, as I say, we're not going to be here next Tuesday, but we will be. The norm, we will be only going one episode a week. So we won't be next Tuesday, but we will be on Thursday. Normal time, 7.30. So we'll, join us in. Yeah, we will be going back to two, but we can't we can't release the, the second and where it's going to be quite yet. Soon, though. Soon, though, we'll be able to let the cat out of the bag. I bet Kev's told everyone anyway, ain't you, Kev? <laughs> I've been sworn to silence. <laughs> so, yes, we will be back up to two, two a week soon enough, just in one in another format. And I'm going to leave you this, just a little quote. Just something that's helped me get through. Every day, we're getting a little bit closer to the end. So stay strong, stay healthy, and as always, take care of yourselves and each other. It's a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra-ra-bit. Listen, listen, listen.